part of blindsidepods.com. Kelleher and Cullinane duke it out. That was for my health, and now we're about to do something that's really not for anyone's health. No. Steve Robinson answers questions about hot dog hogwash. How thick of a chunk do you think you can swallow? KFC clarifies his role in MHB's doxing, and Steve Robinson halts the show again, and again, and again. This is the Menafan Show Week in Review for the week ending September 13th, 2019. I'm DEC. It was the confrontation that polarized the Miniverse, the battle between pitchman extraordinaire Dave Cullinane and his former partner Rich Kelleher became a conflagration over the weekend. Stung by Cullinane's rebuke and measured comments on last week's Menafan Show, Kelleher exploded with rage across multiple social media platforms, creating incendiary videos and comments, and then promptly deleting them. On Saturday, he commented on his minisplit with the following comments on Reddit, quote, For my profile, if anybody thinks I'm lying, a few things about me. I'm 21 months sober. Kirk Minahan and Chris Curtis helped me get through it, which is why I love the show and tried to help out with the new show. I have anxiety depression, a mood disorder, ADD, ADHD, PTSD, and almost an addictive personality. Everything DEC said on the Minifan show is complete bullshit. I have evidence to prove it. Anyone want a preview? I thought this was all fun and games. DEC went serious, went personal, and oh boy, oh boy, did he fuck up giving me that audio before Monday. What a fucking moron. Colinane, if you quit now... Honestly, I won't hold it against you. I have everything I could possibly need. End quote. For the record, this host became acquainted with Rich Kelleher via a private message on Reddit with an offer to help with the Week in Review program and the nascent Menafan Show Instagram. I accepted his offer of help, the assumption of good intentions. As Kelleher stated his relationship with Cullinane, I did some follow-up. Cullinane told me that Kelleher's a good guy, but keep arm's length. Kelleher provided scripts for the Week in Review, which were not used, and soundbite times from the Kirk Minahan podcast, which were used and were helpful. For this, he received credit. He was also given access to the Minifan Show Instagram account. When the fallout of the Cullinane-Kelleher fight became known and concerns about Kelleher's behavior became evident, I removed access from Instagram. This seemed to be the trigger of his negative comments directed my way. On Monday, Kelleher and Cullinane visited the Menahan program to do battle. What was not expected were the salacious and inflammatory comments pointed in my direction. Here's my problem with that, that fuck DEC, which... <laughs> it seems like we've got, that, we've got a real theme oh, here. Oh, I have, I have never, Kirk, I've never... I've, seems I, like we're not going to get off that I point. To, <laughs> oh, nobody cares about all, it, but okay. All I, Kelleher also addressed concerns his mental health woes would put the studio participants in jeopardy. Steve from Providence thinks I'm going to come in here and shoot up the studio. Okay, yeah, it's it's not fun to joke about be, yet, but all right. Be better, be better, you, you want to just start, be like, better, want to backtrack be, for be one second? better if there's a whiff of humor attached to that line. <laughs> Do you want to backtrack for, can we backtrack for one second? Uh, I might backtrack to my car. Yeah, we are. All right. But Cullinane and Kelleher got to the main event which was their battle over who has contributed more and who's been wrong. Did you not reach out to me on Reddit? I know I did, but but don't... So let whatever, me fucking whatever, talk! Whatever you told DEC, don't lie about it. Let me fucking talk. I told DEC you were aggressive <laughs> and to be wary of you. I have everything. 
All right here, buddy. That is the last voice. <laughs> it's, all right. <laughs> it's all right here. All right, go. Kate, Harry. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Chase. Kelleher attempted to claim the high ground by saying he even offered nourishment when the Cullinane family was expecting a newborn. Did, did I, did I, or did I not? Yes. Offer to either bring food or yes. I thought that was very it. strange. But I said, <laughs> I, I, said, I said, I said, no. I'm not a dick. I'm not a dick. Rare calling funny line. When trying to de-escalate the battle, tensions ran high between the participants. So just yeah. so, just so we're clear, and so hold on, hold on, and you, one, shut one more thing. you shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. You, you have said enough. No, no, no. You shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Quiet. Be quiet. It's not funny. I'm speaking. You're not I'm funny. speaking. No, 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 no. It's not funny. on the show. Feeling that there was no resolution without a physical altercation, Kelleher proposed to Cullinane that he settle their differences at Rough and Rowdy, a proposal blind Mike threw cold water on. Cullinane, Cullinane. What did I say to you out there? Is is Smitty and Nate at Barstool? You want to be front of me. You better? think, no, you no, think no, no. there's money in you and I there who is. are irrelevant in this world? There's no money. There's rough, no money. Rough and Rowdy? You think Rough and Rowdy? No. no. <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> there, the, there's no. the, oh, re, oh, the really? idea. That's, the, that's the at least entire, the one part the of this thing. Is world. I don't think I'm relevant the in entire, this world. The entire, I don't think I am either. I would like anyone to try and get Dave Portnoy to listen to this yeah. <laughs> and say, oh, sure, yeah, you'll fight a Rough and Rowdy. Gallagher exited the studio at the conclusion of his appearance. Sources to the show say the program ran longer than usual for fear of an interaction outside with the fiery redhead. And now we turn our attention to show producer Steve Robinson and the first of many instances where he attempted contributions that led the show to coming to a dead stop. In talking about his weekend, Robinson thought his visit to Fenway Park over the weekend was being brought up so that the Maine native could be mocked. Instead, things just fell flat. Red snap, nothing like a red snapper. Why didn't you drive up there this weekend? You got nothing else to do. Grab a couple of red snappers. Why didn't you? Oh, I see where this is going. What? What do you mean? I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> Where's what going? I was at a Red Sox game this weekend. Oh, you were? How, yeah. how would I know that? I don't know. We'll go over more examples of Robinson's poor show performances throughout this program. The blog post itself was maybe 250 words, and it said, uh, you know, it just basically summarized what Andrew Dice Clay, this famous comedian, said. One of the things was, it was Michael Jackson's, I mean, uh, Andrew Dice Clay says, Jerry Seinfeld's a pussy, Michael Jackson is innocent, and Bill Cosby deserves to be in jail. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> what did you, Steve Robinson, just say? You think Michael Jackson is innocent? <laughs> That's Steve Robinson talking about the spiking of a show blog promoting Andrew Dice Clay's September 6th appearance on The Kirk Minahan Show. On last week's Minahan Show Week in Review, we broke the news that Barstool Editor-in-Chief Keith Markovich, professionally known as K. Marco, was petty. This story of vindictiveness developed throughout the week, and it was revealed that the Barstool veteran spiked last Friday's blog promoting the appearance of Clay on the Minahan program. When questioned about the deleted blog post by show producer Steve Robinson, K. Marco cited the indirect quotation of Dice discussing his view that Michael Jackson was innocent of inappropriate contact with underage boys. When attempting to intervene, Menahan found K. Marco to be unprofessional and in his own words, quote, cunty, end quote. And so I call him, and he's like a, kind of a dick to me. Like, at first, like cold and... <clears throat> Well, he's I'm very. Trying, I don't know him at all. I've never yeah. spoken to him or anything. But I've just from seeing him on the rundown or whatever. Yeah. He's very dry. He, I don't. He, there's not a lot of uh, energy. No, he just seemed like a dick, and that, I'm, which is fine. And I was actually trying to be polite the first time. Yeah. I was just like, "Help me out here. We we just want 
to get this thing up so he can promote it. What don't you like about this? And he said, you know, Steve should know better. We've talked about this a lot. Never, not true. Okay. Never fine. had a phone call with him. Good, if he's life. lying, he's lying. Fuck him. I don't care. I have no use for him. I think he's a fucking cunt. I mean, I really do. And I really? called him that the second call. I mean, I just said he's really? totally cunty the second time. Yeah. Like Markovich initially declined to join the program to explain his actions, but he later relented. Where is our show or me going to get in trouble when a comedian comes on and says he thinks Michael Jackson is innocent, in what world? Let's say Deadspin writes something. Who gives a shit? I don't know what your relationship is with Dave. Last I checked, you were publicly tweeting that you were about to be fired and didn't think you'd be coming into work. What so I figured you wanted your... What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with what I just asked you? You were on Dave's radar for pushing people and getting in and starting shit. I don't even... I mean, I don't know this whole story with this guy that you are constantly fighting with. But I know that on radio and on your tweets, you were expecting to be fired. So if Dave didn't want you posting on the site and starting shit on the site, you have a podcast, which I told you many times, you can say whatever the fuck you want on that, and I hope you do. My explanation to you, and I wish I didn't use the word vanilla because you really ran with it. Well, you used but it. I, said, I mean, you did use it. You know, we want to say Yeah, it. okay. I would choose a different word. Okay, I said, well, you, you don't get mad at me. You're vanilla. a fucking editor. You use the word, not me. In the end. Menahan and crew found Markovich's appearance on the show to be a net positive, and it seems another barstool war was averted for the time being. Why is nobody else at the company? Why wouldn't you said that you're the only ones promoting me? Why aren't other people doing this? I don't. I have no idea. I'm the only one posting your blogs to the site. Ah, okay. There you go. Well, we thank you individual, very much. Individual, okay. individual shows and their issues with promotion has been a contentious point of Barstool, and it always will be, so I don't get involved with that. Okay. Well, I hey, Marco, I'm, blog. I'm, I'm I, was a dick, I was a dick about this one blog. Fine, for a very that's it. Apology group. accepted. No big deal. That's it. You, you groveled. I, I, that's fine. You groveled. No big deal. Done. We're done. I Good. Well done. Well played. He might get you back on board. Okay. He's an interesting kind of a guy. Bad radio is becoming a signature part of the Kirk Menahan show. Menahan discussed tiring of this segment, but on Wednesday's show, Blind Mike turned his attention to Philadelphia sports station WIP and its overnight host, Big Daddy Graham. This next segment is going to prove <laughs> to you that <laughs> I'm out of my mind. Uh, after these last couple callers, who is who, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who is this guy? New- Big Daddy Graham. <laughs> so he's he's <laughs> who is he? He's Big Daddy Graham. He, he's a very funny comedian. <laughs> what is his act? He's overnight. He's very funny. <laughs> Big Daddy Graham, do you have any comedy? Oh, I, I, have you ever noticed the difference between men and women? <laughs> What's that? Men do this and women do this. It's crazy. <laughs> you, were on, you were on an airplane recently. I have been on an airplane, and the, the peanuts are very hard to open. <laughs> traffic, huh? Oh, my God, there's traffic in Boston. There's no way to drive. I don't know if it's and like that in Philadelphia. I'm sorry. Uh, I was driving up to... Bridesburg tonight to do my weekly Tuesday thing at Quickwater. <laughs> and I'm on 95 North. Hey, you know you are already driving to Quickwater. Boy, do I feel about? for people. Oh, you didn't know the traffic. To... I forgot you didn't know the traffic thing was in here. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so I well, let me tell you a little about traffic. <laughs> this guy really talks about traffic? Oh, Check yeah. Road every day. I, I, I really do. I, I don't care what, and I don't use 95 that often. Okay. But every single time I'm on it. It's bumper to bumper for some stretch. I mean, can you believe I, this? I mean, literally every single time I want it. So I, I feel for people, and it's not exactly a scenic ride. <laughs> Big Daddy, uh, how about nine eleven? 
Oh my god, can you believe that 18 year olds were born on 9 11? <laughs> you watch Ghostbusters? When you watch Ghostbusters, the towers are still there. What was not revealed was Graham was being treated for a serious medical condition. The sports talker and comedian has spent the last month hospitalized after successful surgery left him paralyzed. While Geary was poking fun at the Philadelphia media icon, Graham was being rushed back to intensive care. Some said Blind Mike timed his jabs to coincide with a negative turn in Graham's condition. Many observers cited a pattern of antisocial behavior, such as defending Louis C.K.'s pattern of masturbatory indulgences with female onlookers. This reputation was reinforced again, with Blind Mike finding the Antonio Brown situation humorous. Brown, while positioned behind Ms. Taylor, began masturbating near her without her knowledge and ejaculated on her back. Alright, so I'll just pause. What are you laughing Mike about? Mike thinks it's funny, I don't. That's a, a fucking <laughs> battery. Well, let's say it's, what are you laughing at? I don't know what I laughed at. What the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> but it turned out that it wasn't just Gary who botched the coverage of Antonio Brown, and for that, we turned to Danielle Murr and the WEEI Morning Show. I have to think, today, this Brown story is the biggest story in the country. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Mike? Yes. It's only a bigger as the day goes it? on. Yeah. I mean, Danielle, obviously... Obviously. Obviously. Has to. Well, as the woman there, you think she would have a take. We'd like to get her take on it. So imagine she has a different and interesting take on the Brown situation. Obviously. (laughs) A Wallet Hub report shows that Boston has the number two (laughs) best public transportation in the country. And I'd like to know whom they surveyed for this information. You're kidding me. Not (laughs) me. The number two best transportation. What seemed like a throwaway comment on the links at Foxwoods threatens to turn into a major scandal. Steve Robinson has claimed a second-place finish in the Maine Red Hot Dog Festival contest in Dexter, Maine. However, a social media storm has poured cold water on the story. Is Steve Robinson being truthful, or is this a tall tale from the former Howie Carr producer? Do you believe? Do you do you have doubts about Steve's story? Yes. So do I. So do I. By the <laughs> way, think, I think America does. <laughs> I think Steve entered one year and finished like fifth. <laughs> just say that. No, nope. so sad. It, it's too late now. I mean. It's not too late. If I was trying to Kevin Cullen this thing, wouldn't I have just finished first? No, I don't, no, 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 no. no that's, that's more it interesting. Adds to the yeah. intrigue. Correct. Yes. Like, oh, boy, I would love to have won. You were wronged. Yes. Yeah, you were <laughs> cheated. So you finished second one year in the hot dog eating contest. Yes. You stand by that. Yes. Which year was it? Uh, I'm, I can't be certain. Well, if, if I had to put a gun to your head. Can't be certain. To your wife's head and said, what year is it or she's dead? I know, some, somewhere between 2008 and 2014. Oh, my really? God. Oh, my God. Harlan says it could have been 2007. <laughs> you don't know. That seems to sit it's, outside it's, your it's timeline, not, partner. It's not, it's not one of those things does you remember. Does a six-year window it's seem a little like, strange to you? It does. It does. It's, it's not like playing in a fucking Super eh, Bowl. Was I 18, 25? Yeah, Who I knows? mean, did you compete in it every year? <laughs> no, it was just a one-off. So then you should remember if it was but 10 years ago or six, not specifically even we the always, year. We always had some kind of Dexter Days or Wild West Days or the Red Hot Dog Festival. It was just like a thing that Dexter did, a small little carnival. One year, I took second place in a hot dog. When, you've, eat, when you've eaten as many hot dogs as <laughs> <laughs> Who can remember? Robinson was unable to pin down the actual date of the second place showing, saying it could have happened late in the decade or early in this one. However, an Associated Press story about the festival from August 10th of this year stated, this is only the fourth year of the Wiener consumption event, creating more concern. Not done. Go, go Our ahead. friend Rich Mandarin says, hey, well, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. this guy Harlan appears out of nowhere. Also true. Who knows where that account also, came from? Also, that's also true. Are, is this are, is this you? 
Uh, Harlan did reach out to me and said, hey, why are people contacting me sure to ask about did. a hot dog contest sure from 10 years did. ago? Yes, I'm sure he did. Beautiful mind. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what, did you, what did you say to that? Uh, I said, oh, that's Steve a long talking story. Himself, you are not real. <laughs> Talk then moved to redemption for Robinson and a red snapper eat-off in the studio. Among others pitched as contestants was show friend William Bendenson. Blind Mike brought some clarity to the situation, citing Benditson's strong focus on death. Are you a hot dog eater, William? Oh, I, I love a good dog, Kirk, but I worry that it'll clog my arteries and I'll die. <laughs> you and your brother talk about hot dogs a lot. We more talk about the death that it represents, <laughs> the unhealthy lifestyle that goes with it. It was talking hot dogs, a topic near and dear to Robinson's heart, where he stopped the show dead in its tracks. I caught up with him a little bit. He's not living in Dexter anymore. He's got three kids. Happy life. But is he still competing every year in the hot dog contest? I, I, and I don't know about every year. I hope so. Yes. He actually he just recently went to Foxwoods to see Gabriel Iglesias. Okay, we don't care about that. You have a rare a rare fan base. It's fucking, you know, the Swifties, the Beehive, Stoolies, and the Minifans. It's, it's, it's weird, I think, to have achieved that just being some fucking slapstick radio host. He's been heralded as the number one Minifan at Barstool HQ. And he joined Kirk, Steve, and Mike on Friday's show to talk barstool gossip. Why Kirk gets a bum rap, his beef with MHB, and if he had agreed to make an appearance on this Metafan show. It was here that in the midst of a great guest, Robinson decided to get into a relevant subject matter. And then he set his sights on Maine native Stephen King and missed. Bangor. Bangor, yeah. Maine. The big almost, city. Almost Stephen <laughs> King himself. Uh, what's a new book up, by the way, Mike? exciting. Well, it is exciting if you're a fan of his, you asshole. How much of it did so he write? cocky about it. What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I'm just asking. How much of it did he write? What do you mean by that? Isn't there another uh, author on it? And this new one? Yeah. I don't think so, is there? Yeah, I think, he, I think he partnered with somebody to write a book. I don't know. You get a big name like that, you can... What the paid fuck are you talking about? He writes his own books. You think so? Yes. Even when he's in, in partnership with another author? No, then I think he isn't. Well, I think that he writes half of it. Exactly. What the fuck has? is this about? Do you think David Baldacci writes all of his books? I don't give a fuck. I read Stephen King books. I know it's him. The Clancy crowd is going to love this debate. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Clancy, answering question about Kirk's enemies at Barstool HQ, cited some familiar names. The most in that building, Willie. If I had to guess, I would. I would imagine it's Willie, and and pretty much the morning show at this point. You are. You're pretty much on the record saying that those are the only guys you actually hate, right? I don't even hate them. I was fucking well, right, but, fucking you know, around. You wish them right, but but you said the other day, like I, I wish you know success to everyone at Barstool except for the morning show. Correct. Yeah, so well, I would imagine sure, they're the yeah, guys that hate you. The sure. Most. Before the appearance, KFC antagonist MHB stated on last week's Minifan show and on Thursday's Kirk Minahan program that the evidence clearly pointed to KFC's direct involvement in the former Mark Hannon's balls doxing. KFC responded to the allegations with some eye-raising details. Are you aware of who the Barstool investigator is, Kevin, or no? No. Is that that's the guy who, who quote unquote docks them? Right. Like you yes. don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah according you're according play, to MHB, according to MHB, by the way, you are very well aware. In fact, you are in cahoots with this guy, if not the oh, guy, if oh, not oh, right. the guy he, he himself. Told. So here he is what? answering the question yesterday, and then we'll get your reaction to it. Do you think he was part of this doxing? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think that it's, there's no question about it. Go ahead. I mean, the, the issue the, the issue with it is that this guy, this Barstool investigator guy, had zero followers. None. Zero. 
he tweeted it out maybe 10 minutes or so before KFC started talking about it on the radio. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that KFC has 300,000 followers. Of his 300,000 followers, this guy with zero followers who didn't even, I don't even think he tweeted at KFC. So is he, is he looking up my mentions? He's going to see that and then just decide while he's on the radio to discuss it. Makes no sense. You think sense. he could have DM'd him and Kevin would have seen it that way? I don't think Kevin's DMs aren't open. Ooh. Ooh. Well, well, you're the gonna, all right, so it's just. Explain I, I'll give you. I, I, having been a huge fan of NYPD Blue back in the old days, I'll sort of do what Sipwitz would say. It's just easier now to confess, <laughs> as opposed to trying to to make things more complicated for yourself, son. And we'll we'll, um, we'll strike a deal, and we'll make we'll make it easy. Maybe you'll get out in four or five years. I actually my DMs were open. I don't know if he DM me, but I'm pretty sure he tagged on a tweet. And I think I just fucking saw it on Twitter before I was on the radio. Mm, convenient. Oh, so you did see it? I definitely saw his tweet. Yes. I, when, when I when I when I brought it up on the radio, we came back from break, and I like I kind of it was like dead air for a second, and I was like, I don't know if I even want to bring this up right now. And then someone was like, What are you looking at? And I was like, Well, I might as well say it. I was like, No, that makes me die. He's getting docs right. It's, it's funny because as I'm a little bit hypocritical, critical in the sense that I I don't I don't believe in uh, I do believe that you should be quote unquote docs. I think you should have to be out there. But I don't like when people like call employers. No, that's I mean that's shit. That's a yeah, shit. Yeah, that that makes fucking no. Lame. That's fucking crazy. So, so in the moment, I was like, you know, as much as this guy's being a shithead and needs to be public, I also I don't care about him enough that I want to see him get fired or have any like so you're, actual drama. So you're, apolo- you're apologizing. Yeah. So why'd you go to his boss? M H B. I am sorry. <laughs> so why did you? I'm sorry, so why I created you? the Barstool Investigator thank you, thank account. You. <laughs> I'm sorry I investigated you, and I'm sorry I docked. Requests for Clancy as recently as this week, to appear on the Menafan show, have gone unanswered. When Robinson pitched the idea, the Barstool original initially rejected the idea, but softened as the conversation continued. So you're going to go on the Menafan show? Uh, absolutely not. That, that will never <laughs> Why not? At least Snit did. You would like those guys. You would like those guys. You would like it. I'll do it. Whatever. I'm not above anything here. You'll do it. You like. You'll like those guys. You'll be hosting it. Yeah, I'm gonna say you're 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 one of them anyway. What's the fucking difference? You'll be hosting. You have nine other podcasts anyways. Better than talk about the fucking Mets. I mean, Jesus. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this shit to the top. Are you gonna be mad when I when I make the Minifan podcast bigger than both you and Delhi? That might be an issue. That might be an issue for me. I'll be filling in when fucking MHP is out. We here at the Minifan show. And the Metafan Show Week in Review will continue to pursue Clancy and to finally get a conclusion to the MHB-KFC rivalry. And that's the news for this week. The week ending September 13th, 2019. For everyone at Blindside Pods, I'm DEC. It is currently twit... Uh, Jesus, Mary. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Good weekend.